Well, praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in the house today. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8. The heart cry of every true believer is to be like Jesus. We know this is the call of the Bible. Follow me. And in the process of following a making, a transforming, a conforming to the image and likeness of the Son. Is this not our great desire to be like Jesus? Romans 8, 28 to 30, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Oh, to be conformed to the image and likeness of his Son. To be like Jesus. And so we borrow these holy words and place them here. John chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. To be like Jesus, this has always been the goal. And it remains the same today that sons and daughters of the Most High would be like the Son of God. To walk like Jesus, to talk like Jesus, to move like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to shine like Jesus. The words of the Apostle, Galatians 4.19, My little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. The New Century Version, my little children, again, I feel the pain of childbirth for you until you truly become like Christ. The Amplified Bible, my little children, for whom I am again suffering birth pangs until Christ is completely and permanently formed, molded within you. This great concern... This burden that the children of God, the people of God, sons and daughters of the Most High, be like Christ. It's the call of the text. It's the call of the Bible. For those that have truly surrendered, it's the life we've entered into. We understand that beyond receiving the gift of salvation, there's work to be done. There's work to be done in us. 
There's work to be done on us. The process of sanctification, the refining of the Lord upon our lives, the purging, the cleansing, the perfecting. As the hymn writer penned, be like Jesus, this my song. In the home and in the throng, be like Jesus all day long. I would be like Jesus. The deciding to follow Jesus is the beginning. And now the training starts. A conforming to the image and likeness of the Son of God. Luke 6, verse 40, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained, apparently some are not, will be like his teacher. Perfectly trained. Beautiful. Now, if I'm going to be like him, if I'm going to be like Jesus, I'm going to have to be with him. Time spent with Jesus, much time spent with Jesus, following in his footsteps and patterning myself according to the walk, listening to how he talks, observing his manner. Yes, we are alive now in this time in history. We don't have with us the physical Jesus, the first New Testament disciples had. And so we ask the question, how can we get to know him and to know his ways that we might be like him? The word. As we spend time in the Word, the Bible, we get to know Him. We follow Him through the Gospels. We see Him in the house of the Lord at the age of 12 with a cry in His spirit. I must be about my Father's business. We stand with him at the wedding as he turns water into wine. We're there with him on the water, learning how he handles storms. Oh, to be like Jesus. We travel with him on the road to Emmaus and feel our hearts burn within as he opens the scriptures to us. We watch as he heals the official son at Capernaum in Galilee. We witness as he drives out evil spirits. We observe as he heals. We marvel as he brings dead things to life. We feel the compassion and it grips us. We are gripped by his relentless faith. And we cannot miss the intense connection he had with his Father. The Word of God is living and active. 
get in the Word and get to know Jesus. Are we in the Word? We should be. Every day. Spending time. Letting the Word work. Work in us. On us. That we might be like Jesus. We want to know Him. We want to be like Him. And one avenue the Lord gives us is the example of those that are like Him. We read these words, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, Copy me, my brothers, as I copy Christ Himself. Oh, that we might get to the place where we could utter such words. The Wycliffe Bible, be ye my followers, as and I am of Christ. Be ye followers of me, as and I of Christ. This is not reserved for some. Some special club reserved for just a handful. The Lord would seek to have each of us come to this place in our walk with Him where we could utter these words that our lives might become an example, a pattern that He can use for His glory. Living epistles. Follow me as I follow Christ. Fathers and mothers, children in the home, follow me as I follow Christ. If they follow you, are they following Christ? If they do as you do, if they act as you act, if they speak as you speak, if they go where you go, are they following Christ? Facing such a question might just change the way we parent. Other brothers and sisters, fellow believers, new believers, follow me as I follow Christ. If they were to follow you, would they be following Christ? If they were to take on your patterns... Your lifestyle, your passion, your schedule, would they be following Christ? You know, Jesus had an incredible relationship with his heavenly Father. We need the same. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
reading from the message paraphrase, whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, the living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God, our faces shining with the brightness of his face, and so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. This turning to face God, beholding, what manner of life is this? What manner of living? Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, literally emptied himself of his privileges. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. You know, here we are, found in appearance as a man. Surely what was fitting for the Son of God is no doubt fitting for us. That manner in this life. The message, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. Think of yourself, but don't think so much of yourself. Don't think too much of yourself. Oh, we need help with the mind. We need his mind in us. Romans 12, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, to be like Jesus. You know, becoming like Jesus is a process. And it is one that keeps on until we cross the water to glory. From glory to glory. 
We wonder at the manner of Jesus. We marvel at the works of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and so on. We follow hard till the end, the making, transforming, conforming. And we cry, oh, to be like you, Jesus. The heart's cry and the life's cry of every true, every true believer. And yet, being like Jesus includes other things. The words of Leonard Ravenhill, if you want to be like Jesus, remember, he had a wilderness, a Gethsemane, and a Judas. This life is not for the weak. This is not a game. We're not just playing around and toying around. The heart's cry of every true believer, there will be a separation, is to be like Jesus. It's not enough to have a form of godliness. A wilderness where we have to face temptation. A Gethsemane where we have to choose a will. And a Judas. Betrayal and an ungodly value placed on us. And what of a cross? Matthew chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. August 27th, water baptism service. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, We want to be like Jesus, right? Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. What a moment. What a time in history. Straight into the next chapter, Matthew 4, beginning at verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Listen, beware of falling at the devil's unholy use of Scripture. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. He's always been after the worship. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall... Worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Facing temptation? You want to be like Jesus? Jesus faced temptation. Jesus knew how to deal with it. His weapon was the Word of God. Pays to know it. That's why some are so weak when it comes to facing temptation. They have no ammunition. They're defenseless. They don't really know the Word, and so the devil's unholy use of Scripture really messes things up. The reality is we will have to prove ourselves in the same manner. We need these words to grip our souls. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. You see, this is what it means to be like Jesus. He knew the true bread one lives by. Oh, that flesh hunger. Jesus, he knew one was not to tempt God. He knew the only one worthy of worship and service. And because he did, he overcame the devil. Oh, to be like Jesus. You know, Jesus overcame and we can too. We can overcome in the wilderness by being like him. Matthew 26, beginning at verse 36, Jesus came with them to the place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. 
Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Heed the word of the Lord today. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Gethsemane, the place of pressing. Just like with Jesus, this will get worked out in our lives. Whose will? This was the question at hand. Whose will? Want to be like Jesus? The heart's cry of every true believer. In this trying hour, facing the most difficult stretch of the journey, knowing what lie ahead, the Father's will till now, and now, the question more real than ever. We take in the text, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will but as you will. Again, the second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. These moments, this hour was crucial. And it might just be that in hours such as these concerning us, we find those affected by slumber. Just keep on like Jesus. Reading from the Gospel of Luke, Luke 22, beginning at verse 40, when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground.
Gethsemane. This great pressing for the will of the Father that there would be an answer to the question, whose will? Yes, the oil press, and here too the Lord pressing for pure wine, for the blood of the Lamb that would pay the ransom for wretched humanity. And here Jesus is pressing into the Father the agony, the anguish, the earnestness, the sweating of blood falling to the ground. There in the garden, His holy blood seeping into the earth that a harvest of souls might be raised up. Verses 45 to 48, when He arose up from prayer and had come to His disciples, He found them sleeping from sorrow. Then He said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray lest you enter into temptation. Listen, in this hour we must rise and we must pray. Many that have not have entered temptation. They live in its flow. And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, for he who was called Judas... And he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? If you want to be like Jesus, remember, he had a wilderness, a Gethsemane, and a Judas. Judas. One called by Jesus. A disciple of Jesus, one that followed Jesus, one that witnessed the miracles. One that was involved in ministry. You know, Judas had his wilderness and he didn't overcome. The devil entered his heart. Judas had his Gethsemane before the time of Jesus' arrest, and he failed. In his Gethsemane, he chose his will, not the will of the Father, and made a deal to sell the Son of God for 30 pieces of silver. And you know, Judas had his Judas. Two, in fact. The devil, the liar that betrayed him, and himself. For one can betray self. You want to be like Jesus? The Son of God betrayed with a kiss. It's unimaginable. Have you ever felt betrayed with a kiss? By one you had given so much time to, by one you were so kind to, by one close to you, sold for blood money, 30 pieces of silver. If you want to be like Jesus, remember, 
He had a wilderness, a Gethsemane, and a Judas. A wilderness, a Gethsemane, and a Judas. Take heart. You're part of the Jesus company. Matthew 27, beginning of verse 1. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Let's have the worship team return today. The heart's cry of every true believer is to be like Jesus. 1 John 2, verses 3 to 6, Now by this, we know that we know him. Read these words. And let these words read you. Now by this we know that we know him. The test of knowing him. That's what we could call this right here. Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him, has been completed. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. The test of knowing him. Second Corinthians 13.5, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. The margin do not stand the test. Second Peter 1, verses 10 and 11, Therefore, brethren, being even more diligent to make your call and election sure, 
For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By this, we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Is it your life's cry to be like Jesus? Beyond the saving of your soul, do you want to be like Jesus? Or if that didn't matter, It's a process. From glory to glory. All that Jesus faced and all that we face, the words of A.W. Tozer, when I understand that everything happening to me is to make me more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. All things work together for good. Billy Graham, being a Christian, is more than just an instantaneous conversion. It is a daily process whereby you grow to be more and more like Christ. Day by day. J.C. Ryle, he that would be conformed to Christ's image and become a Christ-like man must be constantly studying Christ himself. These are the words of holy men. C.S. Lewis, putting on Christ is not one among many jobs a Christian has to do. And it is not a sort of special exercise for the top class. It is the whole of Christianity. Christianity offers nothing else at all. John G. Lake, the secret of Christianity is in being. It is in being a possessor of the nature of of Jesus Christ. It's a bold prayer to pray. Father God, I want to be like your son. It's a bold prayer to pray, Jesus, I want to be like you. Whatever it takes. It's a bold prayer to pray. Transform me, Lord. Change me. Conform me into the image of the Son of God. The process of sanctification, the refining, the purging, the cleansing, the correction, 
The chastening of the Lord, for whom the Lord loves, He chastens. That we might be like Jesus. That we might walk like Jesus in this earth, in this time in history, being found in the appearance as men and women, humanity. That we might walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, act like Jesus, move like Jesus. He who says he knows him, claims relationship with him. Ought to walk the same. You say, well, I like some of the commandments of Jesus. I don't like the rest. Well, you know where you stand. Brass tacks. Oh, to be like Jesus. You pray a bold prayer like that might just mean change in your world, in your life. I want to be like Jesus. We're not talking about our own form of Christianity or our own pseudo-Jesus, some Jesus that we made up, some fictitious character that does not exist in the Word of God. We're talking about the biblical Jesus, the real Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb of God that was slain for our sins. You talk with people in the streets. I talked with one individual. He said, hey, I like Jesus. I love Jesus. Do you have a personal relationship with him? Well, no. Do you believe he's the son of God? Well, no. I like his teachings. He was a nice man. No, 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 no. <laughs> There is only one real Jesus. And if people come and they try and present you with another Jesus that makes your life more comfortable, makes your lifestyle more acceptable, makes your sin more palatable, that is not Jesus. Oh, but the flesh would love to embrace a pseudo-Jesus. Because it's easier. Lord, help us. Sinner, prodigal, sleeper, casual, apathetic, lethargic, self-assured. The words of Charles Spurgeon, There is nothing that will keep a person from Christ like a good opinion of himself. I ask today, is that what is keeping you from Christ, from following Him, from surrendering, from His grace and mercy? Is that what's dictating your eternal state, a good opinion of self? I mean, I still marvel, like, who are we, Lord, that you even think about us? That you even give us the time of day.
You want to be like Jesus? Get in the Word. Strengthen the connection with your Heavenly Father. Pray like Jesus prayed. Commit to the things Jesus committed Himself to. Spend loads of time with Jesus. Remember there's a wilderness, there's a Gethsemane, there's a Judas, there's a cross. Take up your cross and follow me, said Jesus. Daily, daily, daily. Jesus had a tomb. And unless he returns, we're going to have a tomb. But death has been swallowed up in victory. This is the hope we have. And church, Jesus had a resurrection. And so will we. And we shall ascend to glory. This is is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be like me, said Jesus. He came to show us a visible image of the invisible God that we might pattern our lives in the same manner and in the same way. And so I have to judge myself whether I'm in the faith. I need to wake up daily. I need to put on Christ. I need to ask Him to come alive in me that I might be like Him because the work is not over. From glory to glory, from strength to strength. If I stand here and say I'm exactly like Christ, I am a fool. I am like Christ, but he's still got work to do. He's still got work to do, and I have to be open to it. i got to surrender my life every day and say, Jesus, help me. And even those things that I'm not aware of, I need him. I need him to make me aware of them. And cry out like the psalmist, search me, O God, and try me. Let me know if there's anything that is not according to you. And then lead me. Lead me, Lord. I want to follow. I want to follow. Let's stand in the house of the Lord today. Come on, if that's a cry of your heart, say, Jesus, I want to be like you. Pray a bold prayer today. Maybe you prayed it in the past, but you didn't know what it truly meant. Sure, there's cost. But I trade it all for the riches of knowing Christ. What a life we've been welcomed into to follow Jesus and to be like Him, to learn from Him, to follow so close.